0: Welcome to the Thad Talks series on compassion. For this 10-week series, we have a variety of interviews lined up to challenge our perception on what compassion means in our lives today. I can't wait to introduce you to some wonderful people who have been an inspiration in my life, and they're going to share with us their wisdom on compassion when it comes to difficult topics and hard-to-have conversations. As humbly as I can say it, thank you for sharing your time with us, and may these unfolding conversations be an inspiration in your life. Welcome back to everyone to Thad Talks. I have the privilege of introducing you all to Leona Carter today. And I met Leona last year at the uh, Hook a Sister Up event for the uh, Women Who Write Symposium. And Leona wrote a book called Because I Said So. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about compassion as the the notion of a qualified parent. And so. Um, I want to introduce you to Lona here really quick and a, and a bit of her backstory. So, Leona, you have eight children.
1: That is correct. Eight feeling great with our eight. And
0: how'd you get to eight?
1: <laughs> well, we, you know, I married my high school sweetheart, and so we um, had the pleasure of having three children. And then after three pregnancies, I did not do pregnancy well at all. And I knew that if I had any more children, we will adopt. And so we, we were able to do that. So we adopt three children. So there's my six. And then as a foster parent, I you know still host foster children. And so we have two foster children, a sibling set in our home right now. So... Our Carter House is running with eight children. Woohoo!
0: And the craziest thing you said to me earlier was your husband wanted to have eight kids.
1: Yes, he wanted to have eight kids. Right when we were dating, you know, you know, uh, living in love and in high school, <laughs> he wanted eight kids. I was like, yeah, okay. Tell me anything. And I have know? to meet
0: this man because I've still never met a man who wanted to have eight kids. And I was
1: like, because he's not having them. That's why.
0: Well. The running joke is I still can't get my head around one. I'm still trying to get my head around maybe the idea of two, eight. I Yeah,
1: that's... that's Not that's in a million
0: years. I couldn't handle it.
1: Yeah, it, it's a lot. But yeah, so he would... But he's, you know, he's a great father and he's, you know, he's... We're dealing from, from two-year-old to 21-year-old. So you're, you know, I always say from algebra to ABCs. It's just like, and everything in between.
0: Soon to be calculus, right? Yeah, right. Now, um... So, so your book, Because I Said So, why did you start this? What got you What got you into the notion that this is, on, on top of being a mother, on top of working, on top of eight kids, and all that comes with that life, what did you decide that said, all right, you know what, I'm going to add another layer, and I'm going to write a book and go around and speak about it?
1: <laughs> right. So, so, Because I Said So is about equipping and inspiring mothers to be intentional about the words they speak, and so... You know, as a mother, <clears throat> I realized that motherhood was not easy. Now, what's interesting is I enjoyed motherhood. And I thought because it came, you know, early in my early years, it came easier to me than I, you know, than I thought it would be. And I thought all mothers had it like that. <laughs> I did not I realize you. that it was really, really hard for most mothers. You know, I um, and so I. I learned early on I had what's called like a gift of motherhood. And so because I, you know, it doesn't mean I didn't have challenges and things like that, but I, you know, navigate through them on to the next thing. And so I was like, well, I want to do this for other children who don't who don't have mothers. And so I became a foster parent and have been doing that for sixteen years now. And so but then I realized and began to talk with other mothers and you know, some had one and they were done. Like it was not easy. And so I realized, you know, one of the common denominators between motherhood is really how you're rearing them up with the words that you speak. And I would see mothers cuss at their children and tell them where to go and how fast to get there. And I was like, oh my good, I would never cuss at my children. I would never. And so um, just, you know, so just really understanding how important it is to speak life to your children. And so I was like, you know what? I'm writing a book. I, I connected with a publisher, and she told me how to write. Like, you know, you sit down, you write your book as if you're talking to that mother across Into the, the conversation, table.
0: Conversation, yes. Yes,
1: conversation piece. And so I did that, and I wanted to do that to get the word out of how—, in, how Crucial, crucial, crucial! It is to be intentional about the words you speak to your children, and you have to do this every day. Like you got to wake up every morning, <laughs> set the alarm clock, and start talking. You know, wake up, go to you know, and so it, it's you have it is um, vital to put that much work into speaking to your children because you do it every single day.
0: Well, and and this notion that okay, so you're dealing with two year olds mm-hmm. to twenty one year olds. Mm-hmm. You do not talk to a twenty-one-year-old the same way you talk to a two-year-old. How do you balance that as the child grows?
1: So, um, so as the the two-year-old, you know, you're talking about the things that they can do, and you know, um, great job, and you know, praising and supporting them. Yeah, Yeah, exactly to to do their next. So with a 21-year-old, you're not like, yay, good job, you, you got your license, yay. So you are, the conversation definitely changes, but the foundation principle is the same of speaking life. And so, you know, 21-year-olds, you know, do you think my 21-year-old has ever made a mistake? Absolutely. And so, have you ever made a mistake? No, never, never. never no, just to
0: clarify. I wanted to clarify. Wanted to clarify. <laughs> no. We're all set.
1: Tons of mistakes, you know, but you, you navigate through those and learn from them. And so, so for my 21 year old, and you know, I have the 17, 18, all the way up until, and so you are being there to support them. And you know, um, you know, not tell them that was a horrible mistake. What the heck was you thinking? You know better. You were taught better than that. <laughs> okay, guess what? We, they, you know, they were taught well. However, everybody's not going to carry that out until they, you know, um, they, you know, until they come into that knowledge themselves. Of ah, you still have to learn on your own. You still got to learn, it no matter. You know. So we lay it out there. We lay the bricks, but you know, they still have to build on what what they they were taught. So. You know, so being really um, supportive even, you know, in their teenage years, in their adulthood and saying, you know, um, you don't, you're not telling them what to do, you're supporting them in their decisions. And sometimes the decisions are not good decisions, but guess what? They don't know it's not a good decision and they have to get to that point that they know it's not a good, if I tell them it's not a good decision, they're going to tell me i'm wrong. And so i just support them in whatever they do. So if it works out how what is that going to look like? I will ask them. Or if it doesn't work out, what is that going to look like? So if it doesn't work out, what are your other options? You know, and help them explore and you know, and i just sit sit by and then they might come, you know, come over to the house and say, "You know what?" that didn't work. Oh, it didn't. Tell me more, you know, and I just, you know, and (laughs) so. It wasn't, I I told you. (laughs) It wasn't because I said so. So it's not that kind of because I said so. It's actually understanding the power of your words and things happening Mm. in your life like you um, want because you said so. And so, um, so yeah, the, the speaking and being intentional about the words you say is definitely different from the two-year-old to the 21-year-old.
0: Well, and And so suffice it to say, compassion is a large component of your work. I I don't have to be cheesy and throw the word in there. But what you said earlier, um, it really stopped me in my tracks. Compassion as a qualified parent. Mm, Speak into that.
1: Yeah, because as, you know, I mean, think about the components of how compassion plays a part in a parenting, you know, a parenting role. So as a mother, I am operating out of compassion for my children, you know, to, you know, be the best and support them so that they're help healthy, happy adults. You know, um, a lot of the work that I do as a, you know, parent educator, as a, as a life coach, um, operates with compassion of helping mothers that, feel like they're not a good enough mother, feel guilt, feel shame, that kind of thing. And I, you know, through compassion, help and support them to their next level in motherhood that, you know what, I'm not, I don't have to be perfect. So you just throw that notion away of Mm -hmm. you have to be perfect. I mean, as a foster parent, there's commercials and things that, you know, talk about you don't have to be perfect to be a foster parent. Because someone would love to put up with you, whatever, you know, I forgot the birthday cake or I forgot, you know, my purse at work. So we can't buy dinner tonight. But guess what? We can hang out and watch TV. I mean, forget trying to be perfect, you know, throw perfection, you know, throw perfection out the window and be present, be there, you know, because someone would love to put up with you, you know, because of the things that they, you know, like the foster children, the things that they have to deal with. I mean, are horrible, horrendous. And so your little quirks, my little quirks, perfect. They would love that, you know, more than what, you know, the alternative. So, so compassion is really, it's so interweaving, interwoven into all of, you know, what I do. And as, as a mother, what I impart unto other mothers and what I help mothers do for their children, you know, operating out of that compassion is, is so, so key.
0: Now, I think you said it best, just, just a minute ago, you said, um, what was something to the tune of present over perfect.
1: Yes. Yes. And that, that goes with, you know, with, with anyone, but.
0: Well, Well, you, when, when we were talking about that role with, um. With, with 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 even fatherhood, and I said, a, a, as a father who's who's trying to to figure out, you know, having a, a three year old and, and navigating those waters, um, you, you said to me, the 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 one key advice that that you would give to me as a father was being present over perfect. Um, can can you share with us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know even for my household, you know, my husband Omar is an excellent father. I mean, he, you know, he didn't have the type of relationship with his father that he is to our children. And so that fuels his fire to be a great father. And so, but even if he feels he didn't do everything right. I mean, he wished he could buy our, you know, we have five teenagers at this point. Yeah. So we, we just can't dish out cars. I mean, we're not at the point yeah. that we can dish out everybody. Everybody you get 60, right. you get a car, you, you get, get a car. Right. <laughs> car, car, right. you know. So guess what? But you know what? He's present. And so he had to make the choice that being present is better than trying to be perfect. And because I can't hit that perfection target, I choose not to show up at all. And so that is, you know, and so whether we are, you know, you know, when you have eight kids, there's birthdays all the way around, you know, every, every two months you're having a birthday for somebody. And so a lot of times, you know, so I use birthday as an example because it's always happening, you know, all through life, you know, um, And so maybe I'm not able to buy that, you know, maybe he's not able to buy the iPhone seven, you know, for the child, for the 16 year old, but guess what? We can all go out to dinner, you know, to the Mexican restaurant and have a great time and fellowship and just kind of be in each other's presence. And so being there for my son, you know, the father being there is outweighs him, you know, trying to be perfect, not able to do that. So he doesn't show up at all, you know?
0: Well, and, and I, and just this notion, especially in American culture, right? Everything is based on the the materialistic level, right? Right. So what 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 level are you at? What car do you drive, right? Did you reach the next level? How big is your house? But <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what what are you what are you cooking with in oh, your kitchen? Did you get higher and bigger and better and always? You have I... a shelf for yeah, chef cooking. Yeah, right. And that's 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 like twelve levels up. That's that's number one. But but this notion, I, I think that you're really hitting home is just this reality of. I see it a lot in kids where, and and even growing up, knowing how much of a a turd I could be sometimes, where it was almost like, you get this sense of, like, I need Mm. some, I need that iPhone 7, otherwise, I've seen kids turn around and say to parents, like, I hate you, you didn't buy me Mm -hmm. the new car, you didn't buy me the new phone, like, you're failing as a parent, and... And I look at my daughter and and as, and as much as I I want to instill compassion I want to get away from materialistic mm-hmm. yada 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 I could go on for hours about it but but I know that that'll still be a part of the equation no matter what and, right. and and so when I look at a fear as being a parent I look at that I say one day what what will I say if she comes back to me and says daddy um, I don't like you you didn't get me the iPhone 23 at that point <laughs> yeah, right how do you how do you still respond to even to even not maybe lash out back at the mm-hmm. at, at the child, but mm-hmm. how do you respond to that child with compassion while you're still internalizing maybe a sense of shame and guilt within yourself, like maybe I am failing as a parent? Right. Or...
1: You know what I think. Um, you know I think about how you do anything is how you do everything. Oh yes. And so I think about the foundational principle to make sure that for me. I'm not worshiping my phone. Mm. For me, I'm not just gotta have the latest car to drive. For me, am I remembering what our values are, what's really important? And so when I operate from that level, then it's easy to support them yes. at that level to do the same. So I can't be worshiping my laptop, my, because it's just, you know, and forgetting and about child. Yeah, 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 and expect them not to do the same. So, you know, so really I would actually take that and point it back to myself and make sure I'm understanding what's important. And you know, some things are taught and some things are caught. And so when they catch that, I value family, you know, presence over perfection. This is what's important to us. You know, sometimes we'll all hang out together and, you know, nobody's buying, you know, nobody's buying anything. We're just being in each other's presence, you know, and that, you know, that family bonding, you know, that fellowship, that's key. And, you know, and so when I operate from that, then you know, I I I feel that it's just a a reminder to them, to that child that says, you know, why you didn't you know what and I you know, I might say things like, you know, you know, I'm sorry that, you know, I wasn't able to do that, but I know in the end it's you that I want. And I will hope that it's us that you want and not the material thing or you know what I mean? But I can't say anything if I'm not living on that plane myself. And so I would definitely you know, re- recall and reflect and make sure I'm, you know, giving to them what I want them to catch. You know, some things are taught and caught. So I want to make sure they, they're catching that, you know what? They, because, you know, a lot of times if you know, in the atmosphere that whatever, you know, flows goes. And so, you know, if I'm doing, hopefully that to the fullest extent, um, when, you know, if they have that, if they ask me, you know, why I didn't do this, why that it'll be a, a quick reminder of what was important to us. You know what? Yeah. I mean, cause you know, daddy doesn't, or, or mama, doesn't, you know, they can reflect back to what, you know, the atmosphere in our, in our, in our household, you know, and, and know that, yeah, I, yeah, I was talking to my friend They told me to make sure you ask your mom about the iPhone 8, you know, and, and, but, but the reality is, you know, and so, um, I want to just cultivate that culture in our home of really understanding what's important. Cause this I mean, you have 50 year olds, you know, just so caught up on the latest shoes, the latest cars. Like it, you know, and it's amazing when I, when I see that in my um, culture, I'm just like, Ooh, wow. No, 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 no. I mean, that, <laughs> that, that is not okay. You know? And so just really being a reminder of that for myself so that, when I'm sharing that advice or sharing that, you know, reminder to them, they're not like, Well, you don't do that. You you don't I mean, have you ever said that? why do you get some candy? My three
0: year old has said that to me and I'm yeah. like,
1: oh, 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 you got a point
0: there. They, I don't know what to say. Right. They they're
1: quick to call us on they're our stuff. Because they're always watching. They're always watching, always catching, always learning, you know? And so I it's and it's not easy. I mean there there's times that I have to get some time to myself so I can just relax and, you know, maybe not do what I want to do, but, you know, reflect, you know, because they're watching, they're doing everything. And there's some choices, you know, to this day. I mean, I'm, I'm a beautiful 41 years old looking like I'm 21. Okay. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of things that choices that I make that I just don't do because of what it looks like or what it may be perceived as for my children. And so I just, there's some you know life choices I don't do that I make just for the purpose of because of the role of
0: setting the example. Setting the example, yeah. the
1: role, you know, the role that we carry as mothers.
0: I like it. So your cheesy one-liner, your bumper sticker, mm-hmm. the tagline that you would leave us with. What's the one piece of advice that you want us to all know to start this journey?
1: I would say <clears throat> You know, because I help mothers, you know, discover their passion parallel to parenting, I would under, I would, um, I would say, be intentional. The intentional moments every day are so crucial as parents, mothers, fathers, grandmothers. If you're, you know, pouring into any child. Think of you know being intentional and present in the moment is so so key. You know, you know, there's a statistic that the most influential person in a child's life is their grandmother. Believe yeah. it or not. Like, wait a minute, what a minute? Mother, wait! I'm the one that's doing all the. But it's their grandmother, you know. And you know, I I believe that because the grandmother has you know come a ways and learned by the time they're pouring that information back into the child. You know the grandmother gets it. You know she get. You know she's a you know healthy mind thinking. I grandmother. made my mistakes. <laughs> yeah, this is good. right, this right. Is good. And so now she's at a, a at a a better advantage to really pour values of what's really important. Maybe as maybe as she was a mother, you know she. You know, put uh, work and life and into it, the, yeah, yeah, into things that you know really wasn't as important as you know the time and the intentional moment. So being real present and being very intentional is so key to anyone. Whether you're the you know work, stay-at-home mother or you're the CEO in the office, being intentional. Imagine what your you know at your company what your um, employees would be like if. Every time they're talking to you about their heart, you're on your phone, and you're just like, yeah. "Oh sin! Oh my God! Did you see the score? Whoa! Okay, I'm sorry. What'd you say? To, you know, you're not present. You're not present. But imagine if you give that person your full, undivided attention, and they're the only ones that matters right here, right now. Totally being present, being intentional about that moment. So imagine that's and
0: presence. Yeah, like that,
1: that's 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 key.
0: So where can uh, where can we find you?
1: So you can learn more about me. I have a Seattle uh, book tour coming up this month. So I leave um, for the Seattle book tour. And all that information is at leonacarter.com. So L-E-O-N-A-C-A-R-T-E-R.com.